Hello everyone, I'm Dennis and this is Sheep Valley, a show about Sheffield startups. The purpose of this podcast is to give a platform to Sheffield's founders and everyone involved with startups and to increase the connectedness within our ecosystem. This episode I have James Hammond and Carol Green from Deliverbooths. James and Carol are fresh off of graduating Sheffield Hallam University in the last two years, and Deliverbooths is their first attempt to create their own business. It is a fresh perspective from entrepreneurs who were students only a year or two ago, so I recommend you to listen to what they have to say. Recording this episode was quite challenging, as we had to record it in two parts and my audio was quite problematic again, but from now on that should not be a problem, as I got a new microphone and it's much better than my old one, so now I could solely focus on the content of the podcast, rather than thinking about the audio. Shivali is sponsored by Sheffield Technology Parks, a non-profit organization in Sheffield that supports businesses from startup to scale-up phase. Located in the heart of the steel city, Sheftech Parks is vital for our ecosystem, and I can't wait to have more founders based in their offices on my podcast. Now let's jump into the episode, so enjoy. Okay, so I'm here today with James and with Carol from Deliverables. How are you guys? Good, thank you. Dennis, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. What about you, Carol? Yeah, very good. Thank you. Nice to hear from you. I hope you're doing, uh, have, having a good new year. Yeah, let's hope so. Let's hope 2021 is better, although we didn't start in the best way. But, you know, it's better to lock down from January to March rather than March throughout, throughout the year, right? Yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Okay, guys, let's start with you telling us a little more about yourselves before Deliverables. Yeah, I'll start. So, yeah, my name's Carl. I graduated, I graduated two years ago from Sheffield Hallam doing the same degree as what James did. James on the first day of uni and been inseparable ever since. I'm currently working as a manager at Hollywood Ball, but I'm on I'm in lockdown at the minute in furlough. We thought that running Deliver Booze on the side of it would be a, a challenge, but also something that we could, could go quite well with what I do already. And also I'm, I'm doing a master's at the minute. I'm doing a master's in senior leadership at Sheffield Hallam as well. So a bit busy for me, but I enjoy it. Yeah, as Carl said, we're in the same course at uni. I only finished mine May 2020, so I finished during the pandemic, which was a bit of a, an interesting end, as I'm sure you found out as well, Dennis. But yeah, so that was very interesting. Always been wanting to start a business or a couple of businesses, so it was just about finding the right one, taking the right opportunity, which I think we found with this is the right sort of time we've tried to use the pandemic as a bit of a springboard instead of a dampener on on things well then let's start about deliverables why did you decide to start it tell us about uh, how it was to to create a business in the in the time of pandemic yeah i mean while while being at university carl and i lived together during our second year and we found that when you don't have a vehicle at university it's not as easy getting about doing shopping and especially when you have a bit of a uh, a last minute thought about going out and you need alcohol quick it's not not very easy unless you pay ridiculous prices for the likes of Deliveroo or Uber Eats so we, th- we saw an opportunity back then but studies kind of took a bit of a front seat for both of us so we decided to start it once Carl was on furlough I'd finish university not doing anything and we saw it as the right opportunity to get started and go from there yeah so I think James has summed it up quite well but how I remember it is it was I think it was in final year really and we decided on kind of opening 
or having our own business on the car journey home from, from what do you call it, Thorpe Park. Uh, and we were just deciding what names to have. And yeah, we, we came up with Deliver Booth, really. And we kind of thought, oh, we could probably get things for cheaper from suppliers, sell it to students and, and just creating this whole idea of, of how we felt at university and bringing it to others. So, yeah, I think I think we did kind of see a gap in the market and we were trying to expose it as much as possible in Sheffield and hopefully hopefully be able to continue that further in, in, in different cities as well. But I certainly feel that starting a, a business in the pandemic has is, is, is really helped us, really. I think, you know, when I kind of looked at it and we, we wanted to start a website and do all this, you know, having a lot of time on your hands is, is good for us. So we thought, why not? And uh, that's how we got started, really. Yeah, and we saw quite quite a big trend in deliveries and um, and such in in the midst of the pandemic. It, it spiked quite big, so we thought it's definitely really good opportunity to jump on that trend, as well as you know trying to help students that are coming back in the next September and go from there. Okay, but you said it yourself. There's delivery out there. There's Super Eats, and people are indeed using more delivery services. Even for example, one local here is called Three Miles. They do deliveries of local convenience stores and different smaller mm. shops. What is it different about, about what Deliverables does and how exactly do you do? Do you have your own driver or do you outsource the deliveries to other company? I think for us, our kind of big thing that we wanted to sell on was, was free delivery anywhere in Sheffield. You know, we, 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 looked at, we looked at three miles and we looked at, you know, Uber Eats and Deliveroo and all of their prices don't include their, you know, the the actual delivery charge until it right at the end. So it's kind of like a, a hidden cost as such that a lot of people don't realise. You know, it, looking at competitors, you know, that uh, on West Street there's a, an off licence and you can get a delivery from I think it's Uber Eats, and you know they're charging they're charging maybe what twenty five quid for a bottle of Smirnoff plus then delivery on top, which you know comes to about thirty pounds. So paying thirty pounds for a bottle of Smirnoff is, you know, is a bit crazy when you can get it down maybe the supermarkets for eleven, twelve quid. So, in actual fact, we try and be as competitive as possible on price and offer that free delivery kind of thing. And there's no hidden charges, which, which we we kind of really want because you know for students as well, a lot of people are looking at price and go right, okay, if it's this price, we'll go for it. Compared to when they get to the checkout, and it's like, and you know, adding another three, four, five quid on on top is can be can be quite drastic, really. Yeah, and you're speaking to our very own driver, Mr. Carl Green, driver supreme. We're we're looking to um, take on some new drivers quite shortly once the demand allows us to to do so, and then we'll probably have our own. Own, own lot of drivers and expand slowly we don't want to spread ourselves too too thin too quickly because that's how you can fail as a startup because cash is king and we've got to try and keep it flowing quite quite easily yeah for sure and when i've been looking at your website uh since you know when we know we've known each other since university and i was very interested and the things i liked is that you organized some different initiatives like working with different societies you, you weren't just keen on getting people to switch from Deliveroo to deliver boost, you wanted to attract a certain type of customers, societies being one of them. So tell us more about the initiatives you've done around digital marketing, social media. Obviously, the societies thing didn't go, didn't go well with uh, all universities being closed. But just talk us through some of your marketing ideas for this year, maybe even for, for next year and since things get back to normal. So our main thing, our main customer 
is students. So what we thought is the best way to access a lot of students is go through societies. And from just leaving the university, we, we knew quite a few people in societies. So we had our foot in the door that way. So our, our initiatives we've done with the societies is we, we give them their own code that they can have and give to all of their members. So they get a, a discount on their orders. And then what we do is we give the society back that saving in credit so they can use that for an actual event for the society. So by the society getting their members to use it, it helps them when they want to have a big event at the end of the month or something like that. So uh, we don't actually pay them, but we give them then a free alcohol on, on the end of it. So it works quite well. But like you said, university's being closed. It's not been the easiest thing. So we're hoping for a better start. I feel for the marketing, what we've kind of done, and we've, we've been very lucky in regards to having uh, another person on our team as well called Harriet, who's kind of our freelance marketing manager. She's been able to spread our engagement a lot more across not only students, but also to just other people around Sheffield. So she's really helped us doing that. And I think as well, when it comes to marketing, we've we've been quite smart on it um, in regards to trying to use the pandemic to our advantage potentially by offering that uh, delivery service. And we've been quite smart with it as well in, in terms of trying to get students involved as much as possible, creating an account. So things like that, we've been, we've been really engaged in trying to get more social media messages and, and, and just being able to interact with, with people because that's our ultimate goal. And I think it's, it's, it's been working with us so far. So hopefully that, that, continues tell us about something interesting you found on since you started uh, delivering alcohol what what is it that people ordered that, that you found you know amusing funny or even you know surprising i think for me you know we I, i'm the one i'm on the one delivering really so i i get to see the people as well and there, there's a whole range really most of our customers have actually been on the older side um, believe it or not so people are finding us through Google and, and through searching us on, on uh, Facebook and Instagram. And then the students, you kind of see a little bit less in regards to maybe they want to use a discount code or, you know, maybe they, they want to have a package deal. So in actual fact, it, it's, it's been quite surprising in regards to people will actually pay full price. And, you know, we're offering the discount codes out there to people. But actually, you know what? They just want to pay get the service that they want so yeah it's been good for us in that in that kind of sense when i'm when i've been delivering around really yeah in, in terms of alcohol kind of orders we, we expected it to be quite spirit heavy because we were aiming for more the student base and on the back of what carl just said with the older customers that they're not really into having bottles of vodka just turn up at their door but they're actually buying more bulk orders of beer or cider instead so that's a difference that we have seen. We have started to put some packages together. So bundle a few few items and people have quite liked that. And we've got more students involved that way because they're probably getting a bit more for the money. It's been quite good. And we're probably going to look to do more of those going forward. There has been a few orders that, you know, we, we open at 7, 7.30, 7 o'clock, we usually say. So, you know, we've been seeing orders come in before that time. So it's, we kind of get in touch with the customer to say, you know what, we start delivering from seven, you'll be our first order to go to. There have been a few pre-orders as such for, for the same day delivery, but there's in actual fact, you know, when hopefully when students come back 
and you know they're, they're, they're able to go out or they want to have pre-drinks, then we will see a spike around probably the, the eight, nine o'clock mark because that's when a lot of people will will hopefully be having pre-drinks before setting off into town or into into wherever they're going, probably around 11, 12 o'clock-ish. So that, that's that's why we kind of wanted to open about seven o'clock-ish just to, be, just to be open. And then, like I say, we close about one o'clock-ish, but again, say we can always, if, if I'm around, I can always uh, deliver a little bit later. There's, there's been some that come in like last minute, 12 o'clock, last minute, one o'clock. So it really, really depends on on when people want alcohol, really, especially in the pandemic. You can't really can't really judge anything because people are always either going to be awake or, or you know, they, they might not have work. So it could be it could be any time, really. Yeah, we, we even get people just messaging us on social media, just asking what sort of alcohol we do or whether we stock a certain item so they don't it seems odd because they don't go straight to the website but we're more than happy to quote them for something and go to a shop and, and get it as well that's that's another part of the service we're introducing as well but yeah on, on the back of what what carl was just saying I, I did do a delivery once and i did it was a three-hour round trip for me because i live down in lincolnshire and that was for eight pounds sixty a three-hour round trip so that was that was good fun but as a startup you have to do those kind of things because Carl wasn't available. He went to work. So that was, a, that was a good old round trip there. But on the back of that, that customer then ordered 11 more times. So if we hadn't have made that, you know, sacrifice and made that long trip for not a lot of money, then he wouldn't have ordered more. And Carl was able to do those orders himself. So we actually made more money from that in the first place. So. Yeah, that, that is true. That is true. And if you, if you just said about that customer that there wasn't any point in doing that in that order because it wasn't a big order, you would have lost him as a customer. You can't do that as a startup. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. You've got to take what you can get. For sure. So you both mentioned already that you studied in Sheffield Hallam. You graduated the business school. So tell us tell us about Sheffield Hallam's business school and how the education influenced you creating a startup. So Carl and I, as mentioned, were on the same course, the business and enterprise management course. So our course was around, based around entrepreneurship and we studied entrepreneurs and it was something that we both wanted to do starting university because it's a little bit different to just your business studies course because um, it does focus on startups. And because that is the case, they also, the Sheffield Business School is good because they bring in graduates who have started businesses so you can do case studies on them as well so you can actually see them one or two years into their startup and you think to yourself wow i want to be i want to be there in one or two years time you know even going back to sheffield and delivering a, a speech to to the students that are studying the course that you did a couple of years before and that's that's where i that's where it really influenced me I think Sheffield Hallam's business school has been kind of a big when when I first wanted to go to university I, I I wanted to be a teacher really but when I had a gap year and went into work I I decided that probably being my own boss and running my own business is something that I really want to do so that's why I found this degree and and the business school have been really supportive of just trying to get startups to grow and to develop like ours so it's, it's been a really good experience with me and that Obviously, that's why it's led me to, to focus on going into master's 
at Sheffield Hallam as well and and again being in the business school so it's having those connections and I think Sheffield Hallam really gave those connections to us you know the networks and James may talk about he went to a, a networking group and you know that's how we found our banking manager and you know there's there's so many there's so many things that Sheffield Hallam has helped us with and it's it's allowed us to grow a little bit quicker um, through the pandemic, especially in order to in order to be where we are today, uh, and hopefully grow a bit further as well with a bit more contact that we have for the future. But if you could change one thing about it, though, if you could make one thing better, what would that be in terms of Sheffield Adams Business School? I think it's. Um, I would say that a lot of people go to university and they realize that they may not want to be on that degree but there are a couple of dropouts in our in our first year mm. and they realized that they they didn't want to do either go to university or or do that degree and I think you have to realize that first straight away and the course this our course especially made a, a few people realize because it is quite in depth and it is quite detailed in, in regards to the assignments so if I was to change anything or or, or just say anything to to future students at all or something like that I would say make sure you do choose your right degree and, and you know use it to your advantage really because you spend three four years in in something that you hopefully want to do in the future but if not you've got a master's to do maybe if you wanted to stay in education but you really want to use it to your advantage really yeah definitely I, th- I think it our course split the managers from the entrepreneurs I think that's that's what happened is that you got some people realize they don't want to start their own business for whatever reasons. And they, they actually just wanted to just manage people inside a business or like Carl and I go off on our own and start a business. And I think that's, that's good about it. I mean, one thing I wish our course did a bit more was more practical work that because when starting a business, you don't quite realize all the little bits that you have to do and the relevance of it. So that kind of side of it would have been good as part of the core curriculum that you can't, can't add it all. Can yeah, I think, I think you get that from, I think university isn't really a lot practical based. It is very, it is very theory heavy, but we, we did manage to do uh, one of our, one of our modules was to actually to start up our own business or, you know, to, to create a pop-up business. And you know, what, what my group did was like a smoothie kind of, you know, bring the smoothies in and, and make them on the cheap in front of you, and and we had the contactless payments, and that was a that was a really good module. I learned quite a lot from it, and that that's what helped me develop into the entrepreneur today that I am. There are, there were some modules that were practical, but yeah, I think I think university really in general is is quite theory based. So hopefully, maybe in the future they might they might tend to they might tend to go towards the the, the practical base to help to help out really. Uh, Sheffield Hallam are quite good at introducing more practical sides. Well, in our final year, we had a sweet shop come in and we did a consultancy work for him and his real business, which was I found really good. But more things like that would have been awesome. So guys, you're part of Sheffield Startup Ecosystem now, being a startup in the city. Do you feel like part of that ecosystem? And you know, what would you like to see more of it? How How could it support you? For me... I think with with Sheffield, they I think they, last year they won one of the awards for being one of the the best cities to to actually grow a business in. 
So in actual fact, being part of being part of Sheffield and its you know its ecosystem and its ability to to help businesses grow, I think is is really good. Being being quite online based, I feel as if you know that that might be a little bit different because I, I I know when my uh, mother ran her shop for floristry she managed to get some more support from Sheffield City Council and 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 be able to actually get that necessary you know support to get that either a shop in a physical shop in in Sheffield so I think with us being a bit more online based and obviously being able to get get out there a little bit more on social media that's that's all mostly on us really and we can use our contacts to try and develop maybe an app or, you know, use a, use a, the website and make, make it more user-friendly. We can hopefully get contacts like that, and we, we hopefully have. But I think with it being uh, part of it being mainly on, online, I, I don't, we, we don't get quite a lot of, of stuff from Sheffield. But uh, maybe that's, that could be a, a, an improvement as such for, for the council or for, for the support systems there, really. Yeah, I, I think you you got that right because we are more of an e-commerce business than it is more difficult to get support because we don't have a physical premises as of yet, and it's not not your normal brick and mortar shop that sells products out the door. So I think that is part of it. We've we've had quite a lot of support from Sheffield Hallam as part of the ecosystem there, who. Well, that's where we started building our network. Got our bank manager. He put us onto an accountant in Sheffield. So we just expanded our network that way. We're now with Scale Up 360. They work for anyone, well, with anyone in Sheffield. So any startup, uh, not just Sheffield Hallam, but they have links with Sheffield Hallam. So Scale Up 360 is really good. We've got our own business advisor there. So she's going to put us in contact with lots of other people regarding kind of like getting an app set up, getting employees, like Carl mentioned about our marketing manager, Harriet, she works on a voluntary basis with me, with us, as she is trying to apply for a graduate role herself. So she's gaining relevant experience by working with us. So it works both ways. And that's what we spoke to our advisor about. And she's gonna have a word with people in the marketing courses at Sheffield Hallam and see if they would like to do a similar thing because what a lot of graduates got in common is that they've done the degree but don't have any experience and they're finding it more difficult especially at the moment in the current job market it's not it's not easy so we're trying to provide a solution that way and you know it helps us by having them manage our marketing for us so we're not bombarded with too many things to do but also gives them the relevant experience and it, it helps both ways. Yeah, for sure. That's kind of like if you remember the startup weekend that you attended, which I organized, uh, like yes, yeah, Elia, yeah. Elliot's idea, which was work XP. So it's yes, I, kind of I a like similar principle. Idea. Yeah, for sure. Mm. Shame you didn't carry it on, but yeah, that's it is. Uh, maybe so, we should. <laughs> well, <laughs> that would be a bit of a maybe. Facebook Facebook situation there. Yeah. Well. So we've got to stay away from it. Especially if Elliot's it, listening. Elliot, if you're listening, mate, I'm sorry. We're not going to steal your idea. <laughs> so Elliot James, yeah, okay. I might not. James, James might do. So I want to ask you about how scalable deliverables is. Let's say that after the pandemic or even in the midst of the pandemic, the business just booms and there's many more people ordering alcohol, especially students when they get back 
I I think myself that students will be as they've escaped the cage where they just go and will drink a lot more than before. So can you sustain a really fast growth? At the moment, it's quite steady. And like I said, Carl is our only only delivery driver at the moment. So if it did really boom, that would put pressure on us there. But we need to put we need to start putting some things in place ready for when it does do that. Because I, I agree with you. I think students are gonna be craving almost the experience that they haven't had yet, especially the people that have just joined. And then you've got, I mean, it won't it won't be back to that sort of levels until September at the very least, where people can actually mix inside houses. You might not be able to go to clubs, but you can still get the in in flat experiences. I think that's when that's what we're planning for. We're planning for, like you say, becoming a bit more sustainable in that in those areas and for that sort of time. I think uh, Deliveroo is definitely scalable, as, as you can see that you know with Uber Eats and Deliveroo, they've they've managed to you know hire hire drivers through their app and and be able to you know get out a little bit more nationally, which is one of the things we want to work towards. I think as well, something that we we're hoping to do, especially when businesses open is run like a, a, a business service where <clears throat> we get a lot more businesses that are open for alcohol and they want to actually, you know, order something that's maybe uh, they've run out of stock of and they need it kind of as soon as possible something that we we are hopefully going to get targeted um towards businesses that are you know open late at night as well and something that again we can continue that further with students as well so we, we it is it is definitely sustainable and we, we we do want to we do want to grow as as much as possible but we need to have those steps in place first before and hopefully when the pandemic comes to a close we'll, we'll be able to put those things in place carl i actually didn't know this about you that you wanted to be a teacher before and james i know that your father owns his own business so you've been you've been around you know entrepreneur entrepreneurial vibes let's say this way since since basically yeah, yeah. you were born so don't you think is the most substantial difference between working working for someone and having your own business well i've, I've like i said I've, I've seen it since i was i was born i was three when dad started his own business and i've always been in and around it and that's where i'm, I'm working at the moment during this pandemic on the side to starting the own, my own business. So it's definitely helped being in and around that. I think kind of the key differences are that it's, I see it a lot. He, my father works hard, but he also has a lot of freedom and starting my own business. I, I see that freedom where you, you have the choice of controls. Carl and I talk over things and we know exactly what we want to do, how we can implement it. Of course, we ask other people for their inputs, but I like myself. I like having almost the final say in how we can how we can actually look to progress. It's it's our own ideas, and it's it's almost there's a lot of pride in it compared to I feel working for someone else because it's it's your own thing. You want you've told like we've we've told you we started our own business, so we we want to not just look good, but we want to perform and actually almost prove yourself that you know you can do it because you get a lot of people say oh no that's not never going to work that you shouldn't start your own business you should get a safe job but yeah that's i like it i think it's a little different for me i mean 
Hopefully my angle, um, again, something that you might not know about me is I, I, I really I really want to work in maybe the, the university type kind of environment, really, using my experiences that I've, I've developed and learned as a manager, as, a, as an entrepreneur, and hopefully running the business in the background. It's, it's something that I really aspire to do and hopefully inspire, you know, students to be able to develop their own businesses and, and hopefully how I can support that. So for me, I think it, it is being your own boss and you can control the, you can control your own environment and you can, you can learn a lot more about yourself when you're running a business compared to maybe when you're in, in, in actual work as an employee, there's maybe less benefits as such, because you're not really, you're not really a, a profiled or uh, a big, a big company as of yet, but you know, those, those things can, can really can come from can come from the future really and can can come from a lot of investment into the into the new start but it's it's i i enjoy both i enjoy being an employee i enjoy being an entrepreneur and i think it really helps being an entrepreneur being enterprising in a company that's already developed but also it's nice that i can i can come out of work and actually have my own business and and improve it as such and talking about the start of deliverables, what do you think was the was the biggest difficulty in these first few months? For me, the most difficult thing as co well as a co-founder is just the balance between working a full-time job, especially uh, throughout the pandemic, but even still before then, just trying to balance trying to get these deliveries in in scheduled and um just working working out what what's best for the company as well as also for my full-time job for the income so i think that's just a just a balance in between in between running your own business and and having a full-time job i think it is a bit more difficult but that's how i see it anyway what about you james well, don't forget about your master's degree as well oh yeah yeah starting that in the pandemic while we started a business it's all yeah. all go for for you yeah, um, definitely, definitely. But yeah, but yeah. Similar to to you, Carl. I, I've been trying to balance it between a full time job at the moment, being putting on furlough and then off furlough and back on furlough and back to full time. It's it's all a bit crazy at the moment. I don't think anyone really knows what is in what is held for the future. To be honest, even in the, the full time jobs, which is what you know we've still got to hold as a startup to be able to fund what we're doing and um, continue the way we are. But I mean, on in terms of the business, what's been quite difficult is that students haven't come to university the way that they normally have, where they're able to mix and, you know, meet up for drinks. And that's where we anticipated where most of our revenue would come from, which is actually what we've not found. So I think that's been one of the difficult things. And also... At the beginning, it was a bit of an up, uphill climb to gain licences from the Sheffield City Council. And I imagine that's because of all the COVID things. They got probably bigger for fish to fry. But I mean, we got them in the end, but it was a bit, a bit difficult to begin with. Have you planned to raise money from investors or would you prefer to bootstrap deliverables? In terms of either getting investment or bootstrapping, I think for now it's worked quite well just going on ourselves getting our paycheck in from our job that we work full-time and doing this on the side and for now that works because the demand isn't that big or hasn't grown to its full potential but as i think we grow 
I I think to be able to accelerate this quite quickly, we we might need to to raise a bit of money from investors, maybe go to venture capitalists. We did speak to a business advisor at Scale Up Three Sixty who did kind of suggest going to get some investors cash just to just to expand really because we've got we've got big plans to to expand our business and it's at the moment the business is sustainable but it's taking it to that next level so yes i think we will be looking to get more capital raised in the future okay guys shall we move now to the five questions that i ask all my guests to end the episode i do believe we should dennis yeah roger that would each of you recommend a book that has helped you to shape your entrepreneurial mindset and you think every every founder or future founder should read? I do like the small books by Ken Blanchard and Spencer Johnson. It's called uh, The One Minute Manager. They're small, really, really small books and they get you to think about how to manage effectively, how to, you know, do praisings, do, you know, work out goals for employees and it's really helped me as a manager, but also as a as a as a business owner to try and develop my own ways in thinking of how we can, you know, grow the business. So very successful book used in universities, but also just in just in general, really. I think in my company, they do expect you to read it, but some people don't. But it's it is really it is a really good book and, and something that you can easily pick up and, and and read. So I would go the one minute manager. Excellent stuff. I've I've got two books I'd recommend for entrepreneurs and founders alike. First of one being Rich Dad Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. It's more probably a personal finance book, but it's really good in teaching you how to think about money and how to get money working for you. That's the first book I'd recommend. Read it once listen to it on audiobook twice really good book learn something different every time and the second book is build to sell now i can't remember the author but that book is all about setting up from the get-go a business to actually end up and sell it so you get a lot of entrepreneurs who start at tech tech companies and they start them up, sell them, move on, start something else. And that is one of my goals for uh, the end of Deliverboo, set it up, you know, so we can get to a point where it's either running itself, we sell it and we can go start a new business. Why the name Deliverboos? Why the name Deliverboos? Interesting question. We kind of came up with a name as we were driving back from uh, a Thorpe Park visit. And we thought to buy the time, we really wanted to have our own business. And at this time, this was um, before James was uh, about to graduate. So we kind of realized we wanted to open our own business. So we came up with different names. And I think James has got the list on on this. But Deliver Booze, we kind of said it was, you know, it, it says it says what we do on the tin, really. It says, it says exactly what we do. So whether or not people come across us either in, you know, anywhere, really, they, they can realize that we deliver booze we deliver alcohol i think it it, it is just a, an easy way of, of of thinking of things and we kind of thought why get rid of the e at the end of deliver you know it's it's something like a play on words but also it it just adds that little extra effect we didn't we didn't really want to 
we didn't really want to look plain and simple. So it kind of it kind of just gives that extra extra oomph, I guess. What is one place in Sheffield that you think everyone should visit? Yeah, so I believe Sheffield's got some great places, some great businesses all around, food, drink, hospitality, etc. But I always kind of wrap them up. The Great Escape Sheffield's run by one of one of the what do you call it graduates from uh, Sheffield Hallam. So she 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 kind of uh, brought this to life, and it's it's one of the best in Sheffield. And she's they've just created some new rooms as we speak right now. So yeah, the Great uh, Great Escape Sheffield they really do some good stuff. You can plan a day out. They do food and drink now, and you know it's just a, all about the experience, really. And I think I think they've encapsulated quite well. Yeah, I think you're right there, Carl. We've done it a couple of times, escaped from a few rooms. We even did it as a social for when we ran the Enterprise Society at university. And I remember that that was that was quite a good event. Somewhere I'd recommend is Lane Seven. It's a bowling alley that's fairly recent to to Sheffield. It's got cocktails while you you bowl and it's it's nice a nice atmosphere in there it's not like your traditional bowling alley they've even got rooms for beer pong in there that it's kind of it's got uv light there's no lights it's all uv and it's it's quite a good little atmosphere they've got really good burgers there as well and really worth worth a visit if you both had 15 minutes with your 20 year old selves what would you tell them Well, for us, we're only 23, so that was only three years ago. And at that time, that was when I was starting university and I, I started it with enthusiasm to start a bit of an enterprising degree. So I had all this new young enthusiasm for it, which is great. And I, I would say to anybody, you need to have enthusiasm to actually make businesses work because they do take up a lot of time they take a lot of effort and it can be a bit grueling at sometimes but you know it's worth sticking it out and you need that enthusiasm to to drive you forward but i'd say one of the biggest things is to learn by doing carl and i we jumped into this business not we've done a degree but we haven't done anything practical like this before and it's a big learning process and like so you do learn how uh, as you go along we created a website and we'd never done that before we created you know financial cash flows and all those kind of things and those things take time but we did we got a bit of mentoring from some advisors and various other people to help us through that process and especially when you start in university there's a lot of places that will help you like the, the Hallamai labs which is where I've had a lot of help through the last couple of years. They've had, well, they've hosted different events, networking events, kind of business planning events, and those those are key. I'd I'd recommend anyone to go to any sort of those those events. Sheffield's quite good for it. They hold all different types of events. Business Sheffield, they do it. Scale up three sixty, just to name a few. Uh, if I if I had 15 minutes or maybe more with with my younger self, I feel as if you know I'd say take that risk and and just go for it. I think there's a there's been a few times in my life where you know I've not I've not I've not gone for it and taken that risk and and, and made that leap. And I think it is well worth 
taking a risk and being able to you know open your own business or or even just apply for a new role in in, in a workplace or you know there, there's there's so many things that you got to think about in life where you know it is a big risk but at the end of it is it worth is it worth you doing it is it not worth doing it and it's you know for me I feel as if taking that risk on on many things is is worth doing as long as you've thought it you've thought it out well enough and you've planned it in advance of what you're going to do if you do get it etc you think about you only live once and you you only live something then you, you don't want to live with the regret or you know these kind of things in life you really want to you really want to do something outside of your normal life maybe not working for somebody but actually having your own business so therefore I feel actually taking that risk making that leap is something that I would tell myself and, and tell a lot of other people And my final question for you today is to tell me with one sentence, one big, hairy, audacious goal you have for deliverables. I feel my sentence would be, we really want to grow nationally. I think the reason for that is because we, we've, we've got a really good concept, a really good idea in order to spread to other universities other different cities, you know, that have universities in them. And hopefully this will bring a lot of students some easier, easier, an easier way of access to alcohol, or at least to enjoy their night out. This is post pandemic as well. So hopefully we, we really want to grow nationally. And that would be my sentence. Yeah, I think on the back of that, we need to, because it is such a good idea, I think we need to grow quite quickly to be able to fulfill it without anyone else doing something similar so we can capture more of the market. My sentence would be about getting the business to a state of self-management where Carl and I don't have to have involvement in the everyday running of our business, but we can actually spend our time working on the business. So we can work on the expansion, we can work on the growth and all that sort of things. And we've got processes in place for the business to run on its own without our involvement every day but then that also leaves us time to then go off and create other businesses that we we know we quite like to like i'd like to run a football coaching business i know carl wants to open his own gin bar in sheffield so we've both got other goals aside from this business and it's getting this this one to the the state where it's self-management and we can actually go off and do another thing well that'll be all boys thanks so much for joining me yeah thank you very much dennis yes thank you dennis 